You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what's good, y'all? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Okay, I was just trying to look at my calendar, and goodness gracious, we are almost halfway through August, which makes me really sad, you know, not because of all the back-to-school stuff, because y'all know I'm in grad school, so I'm constantly in school, so the back-to-school situation doesn't really hit me as hard, but more so, I'm very sad because um, actually one of my friends is moving away for law school. Shout out to my good friend, Samiksha, um, who's actually moving away to uh, law school in Kingston, Queens University. I love her so much. But, you know, when I do look at my calendar and I see August almost being done, it just hits me super hard that, oh, my goodness, my friend is moving away. I mean, I, I wish her all the best in the world. And it's phenomenal, everything that she has coming up ahead. But, you know, as a friend, as someone, ah, oh, you know, you care about your friend so much. And even though you get to talk to them through video calls or whatever, through texting, phone calls, it's just not the same as if they're here with you in person. But, you know, such is life and the show must go on, you know. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one kind of being sad because of, you know, your friends or family members potentially moving away after summertime. But, you know, that's definitely one of the things that I'm definitely not excited about, about summer being almost done. But one thing that I am excited about with August being done and the month of September starting to approach kind of. So end of August, should I say, start of September, we actually have a lot of events coming our way. Uh, number one, so... In the world of boxing, we have Manny Pacquiao, the boxing legend, making a comeback against Terrence Crawford, who is an absolute legend right now in the welterweight division in boxing. So the two are going to be going at it uh, very soon, towards the end of August, if I'm not mistaken. August 21st, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think my memory should be correct in this situation because um, I know their fight is coming up very soon because... Um, there's actually a docu-series of their, like, the countdown to their fight actually out, uh, online, so you guys make sure you check it out. Personally, I've been so busy with different things, like school and stuff, so I haven't really been able to watch that countdown, um, series. However, I really highly encourage everybody to go out and watch those, um, uh, those series because they're going to give you so much insight as to what to expect for this upcoming fight. Just going to give you a background of who each fighter is. Obviously, we, you know, as boxing fans, especially as boxing purists, uh, we, we are, well, um, uh, we just know so much about all of the great accomplishments that Manny Pacquiao himself has um done throughout the years for the past honestly two decades which is unbelievable as well as terence crawford so terence crawford um ever since manny pacquiao 
kind of uh, his his career started going down from that prime that he had in a way uh terence crawford was always present in the division and uh from that point onward he his uh professional career and his success just picked up and uh, he's been so successful he's been at the top of his game um arguably he's one of the best pound for pound fighters out there right now in the world of boxing um especially when we talk about those lighter weight divisions those uh, divisions like the welterweight division in boxing so terence crawford is no one to underestimate at all and here he is fighting the legend manny pacquiao so this fight is definitely one that y'all need to be marking down in your calendars okay so um i just wanted to like kind of give you a brief announcement of it right now so that you know what to expect for the upcoming weeks with regards to breakdowns and whatnot and sort of just what to expect towards the end of summer, beginning of September. And so when September approaches, uh, we also have another uh, important thing to anticipate. So, well, actually a few other things to anticipate. Um, we have celebrity boxing coming our way again. <laughs> okay. And I know uh, we've had some... Very uh, interesting takes here on the show about the whole field, this new field of boxing, celebrity boxing. But actually, so before September, to, again, towards the end of August, we are going to be having Jake Paul having another fight in celebrity. It just feels weird saying celebrity boxing. I'm just going to say boxing because it is, after all, professional boxing. Um, Jake Paul is going to be having a exhibition fight, boxing is an exhibition fight against... UFC veteran and uh, MMA fighter Tyron Woodley, the former, we're talking about the former welterweight champion of the UFC, Tyron Woodley. Yes, the same guy. And he's going to be fighting off against Jake Paul, the number one pound for pound boxer in the world of celebrity boxing. Boo. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean it to come out as salty. But um, I, I I have to be honest with y'all. I was a little bit shocked when this fight was announced because Tyron Woodley, when I think about Tyron Woodley and his um, career so far in fighting and just like his overall style of fighting, I would never ever think of him picking picking a fight like this to 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 uh, you know go down in history because when you think about Tyron Woodley, most bold thing that comes to your mind is his strong uh, method of wrestling. Um, he's a good striker, but when things don't go well in a fight, Tyron Willie does tend to rely on his main forte, which is his wrestling. He's an uh, he's a state champion. Um, he's been so successful previously before starting his professional MMA career in wrestling he is he started out with wrestling and then he is he eventually transitioned into mma so yes even though he was a champion at the time even though he fought professional mma for so long okay that doesn't mean that a person should just easily transition into professional boxing because yes there is striking in mma too there is boxing in mma but the way that you box in MMA is completely different from how you box in actual boxing. <sighs> because of very obvious reasons, number one, um, in boxing, you have to be very technical with your moves. 
can't really throw a punch and then expect that you can just immediately transition into another combination with a kick, for example, or like a takedown or something. Those are all the things that are allowed, obviously, in MMA, but hey, no, not in boxing, right? So it is completely different from the way that you have to plan your steps ahead. It's like, oh, um, you know, I'm such a great uh, domino player, but now I just want to play chess. And sorry, like this is not a good analogy because of, you know, how people might associate like chess. My, some, some people might associate chess with a greater level of difficulty as opposed to any other board games. But I just said it just to elucidate that that's just how different these two things are, even though you're like, oh, yeah, they're both, uh, you know, things that you play or something, but uh, they're completely different, a completely different game. You need a completely different game plan and training camp to be able to fight an actual full-length professional boxing match as opposed to a professional MMA match. Completely different things, even though they share similar movements, right? So I have to be honest, I was a little bit shocked at this matchup between Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul, but hey, that is coming up. That, and that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be tuning in to watch that fight because I surely will. After all, there's been a lot of trash talk between the two guys. And uh, it's just so exciting to watch regardless. Um, and also, I'm not going to lie. Jake Paul has been putting on some great performances recently and some of the past fights that he's had. The most recent one you all remember, the one that he had against Ben Askren. Again, a MMA fighter who um, also relied on his wrestling. He wasn't really known for his strong striking abilities. He was a wrestler. And so in this case, again, that's why I was just so concerned about Tyron Woodley because, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say he has better striking compared to Ben Askren, but still he's someone who comes from a very strong wrestling background and it just doesn't make sense that he's going to be making this huge transition into professional boxing. So, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. But regardless, like I said, I think it's definitely worth watching the fight and to see uh, whether or not Tyron Woodley, despite his um, strong, um, again, reliance on wrestling, usually in fights, despite all that, is it is he going to be, well, should I rephrase it? Uh, has he had enough time to readjust everything so that he can put most of his focus into his pure boxing skills uh, so that he can actually win a fight uh, with boxing only rules? Yeah, that is the key. And yeah, can he actually uh, transmit all the power that he usually delivers in an MMA fight into a professional boxing fight? when punches uh, are only allowed, right? So that is something that I can't really give you a lot of prediction as of now. But again, I only just brought it up because I want you guys to get super excited about it. And so just again, just uh, keep it in the back of your mind because those are all the things, <laughs> yes, that we're going to be breaking down in more detail in the subsequent weeks. Uh, especially considering that uh, the fights that I just talked about so far, they're going to be happening soon in the upcoming weeks towards the end of August, kind of like uh, towards the mid, mid, um, midpoint of August. So these fights are coming up actually very soon. 
But speaking of celebrity boxing, we're also going to be having another celebrity boxing match. But um, this one is going to be different. I'll call it like a semi-celebrity boxing match. And, and here's why. So uh, Oscar De La Hoya is going to be fighting. And Oscar De La Hoya, if you are a diehard boxing fan, of course you know who he is because he is an absolute legend, a former boxing champion. Uh, here's a catch, though. But <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya has not fought in many, 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 many years, in about 15 years or so, um, after he retired from the world of boxing, um, he put more of his focus into promoting boxing events, had his own um, uh, promotion company, Golden Boy Promotions. That, that was what Oscar De La Hoya was doing for the past few years. And then something just got to him, you know, that, that itch that uh, urge to just get back to the top and fight for the, for the glory and whatnot. So Oscar De La Hoya being about, uh, again, don't quote me on this, but he's definitely in his late 40s, early 50s. And so he's definitely not on his prime because he has not fought in so, so long. But here he is. He um, has committed himself <laughs> into an actual boxing fight once again. So good for Oscar Del Hoya, but the thing is, um, actually, surprisingly, I, I I can't believe that I'm actually saying this, but I think his opponent is no one to underestimate at all, because his opponent as well comes from a professional uh, fighting background, and he, so Oscar Del Hoya is going to be fighting Vitor Belfort, Vitor Belfort, who has fought in the world of mixed martial arts for so long. Uh, actually, let me backtrack a little bit, uh, Vic, um, Victor. Uh, Vitor Belfort, um, he was one of those pioneer guys in the UFC, guys that you would see fight in those early uh, single-digit UFC events way back in the day. We're talking late 90s, like early 2000s. He's been fighting since then, and he's been just such an absolute badass fighting MMA uh, being an absolute monster inside the octagon. He, um, I would say like he reached his prime towards mid 2000s, uh, just absolutely demolishing his opponents in the UFC. Um, he became the champion of the middleweight division. He was doing so, so well. But obviously, you know, just like any other athlete, when you age a little bit, your performance also declines and just sometimes you just have to think to yourself okay is it time for me to retire yet and um he was fighting up until uh even a few years ago but then he got released from the ufc he wasn't really fighting in the ufc anymore but now he's going to be making his comeback not in mma anymore actually against oscar de la hoya and another uh or should i say just in an exhibition boxing fight which is again something that i did not expect at all um, but it's something that I actually really do dig, you know, and I say this for, for, um, a very good reason, because even though we can give this fight a label of a celebrity boxing fight, it actually isn't, it, it's more of a senior boxing fight, which, and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, this, I, I equate this as the fight that, uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. had. A while back, everybody was against it because people were saying, oh my goodness, like both of these guys are so old and they're obviously not at the top of their game. 
what what would this mean like uh we don't want any of the guys to get injured and uh, it's just gonna be a mess watching the fight because they're probably gonna get gassed out early on blah 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 you know but at the same time we saw how that fight went down how absolutely demolishing Mike Tyson was in that fight and Roy Jones Jr. as well he had such a great performance considering his age and his uh you know, we, they both went out of the ring for so long, but the fight actually itself it delivered to a, to a very good extent, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it was not trash at all. So, for us to look down upon a fight just because we're saying, oh, you know, the fighters are not at their prime anymore, and you know, this is just going to be total garbage. Just, you know, we, when we haven't even watched the fight, when we haven't really looked deep into how much training has gone into each person's camp. How much effort each person has been putting into their fight camp prior to coming into the fight. Even though, yes, they are not at their prime. I think those are all the things that we need to think about. Especially because uh, I think both guys in this case, both Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belford are very serious about this fight. Even though, again, uh, they both know that there's definitely going to be some ring rust. And that um, they're obviously not going to be be performing as well as they would when they were so much younger, when there were when their careers were peaking so much way back in the day. Obviously, you can't really turn back time, but here we are now. And honestly, to me, the fact that um, the these fighters have actually made that bold decision to get back into the ring, I think that's worth a lot. And for them to be that courageous and be that determined to actually go back into training camp after they haven't done it in so long and they're going to go back in there just just like um, and train as hard as 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 hard as they would when they were in their prime. I think that's a huge deal. And I really do applaud both of these guys. So, yeah, even though um, it's not going to be prime time. Oscar De La Hoya fighting primetime Vitor Belfort. I think regardless, it's going to be a very interesting fight to watch. This fight is happening in September, early September. Um, but more detail to come, obviously, as the fights uh, approach and uh, as uh, fight week actually approaches for that fight. But again, I just want you guys to get a super excited for that fight because, um, yeah, at first glance, you might not really dig it. <laughs> Uh, you know, and whatnot, but I hopefully everything I just said right now kind of convince you a little bit as to why you should be, after all, watching this fight between Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belfort. But um, the other fight that I really do want to get you guys excited about, well, not a fight, but should I say a completely different thing, completely different field is the second event that Gamebred Fighting Championships is going to have on September 11th, okay? So Gamebred Fighting Championships, holla, my boy, uh, Mr. Jorge Masvidal, okay? My all-time favorite favorite um, welterweight fighter. He has decided to come up with a bare-knuckle MMA fighting championship of his own, how cool is that? And uh, he's going to be having a second event on September 11th. And um, again, this is like one of those bold things that at first glance, again, I know a lot of people are going to just dismiss and say, say what? Bare knuckle MMA? Like, how is that even legal? Right. But let me tell you this. Um, 
just because it's the first time that we're seeing it and we're not really used to it doesn't mean that it's no good. Obviously, well, I have to be honest, I only got to watch some highlights of the first event of, of uh, Game Bird Fighting Championships. But regardless, I think it was very well done and... Um, uh the 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 level of and and the quality of talent that was on the card was actually phenomenal i loved it and so i think this this uh second event is also going to deliver a lot and again i just wanted to put it out there because i know i'm personally the biggest jorge masodal fan right and uh i just really get super excited whenever Jorge Masvidal has a thing coming up himself or especially with this whole Game Bird Fighting Championship uh, events that are uh, uh, getting scheduled more and more. I always get so excited about them as well. Um, but yeah, if you haven't been able to watch any bare knuckle MMA yet, then this is your chance. Definitely mark it down in your calendar this time and uh get a taste for yourself just uh see how you like it and honestly be open-minded because i know the first time that i watched anything like any combat sport bare, bare knuckle i was a little bit taken back i'm not gonna lie um but it just shows you that uh okay like this is honestly uh a brutal sport yes but at the same time there's so much technicality involved it's not all violence there's actually a lot of things. It's like playing chess with your body. You cannot simply just go into a fight and just throw a brawl. Like that's not a smart way of fighting. And you see, actually, because of the fact that these fights are conducted bare knuckle, the guys want to protect themselves and their opponents for the most part. So they would have to come up with a better strategy to protect themselves and their opponent, meaning that uh, it's, it is, after all, the fight is, after all, going to be so much more technical, right? And um, I think I think it's definitely worth watching. So again, definitely keep an open mind when you're watching uh, these new types of, uh, should I say, like subdivisions of combat sports. Um, because, yeah, even though at first you're going to be taken back a little bit, but just keep an open mind. Uh, keep watching. And I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll like it. Eventually, you'll like it. Anywho, okay, so those are all the things to look forward to for this upcoming month or so, I should say. Yeah, exactly a month. And so, um, yeah, so I want to do, I really do want to talk about uh, some of the events that already took place this past weekend. Let's reminisce a little bit about UFC 265 that happened this past Saturday. The main event being between Derek Lewis and Cyril Gunn, uh, which was for the interim heavyweight championship belt at the UFC. And that was a very, very interesting fight, I should say. Uh, the, level of in the level of power and intensity that was delivered in this fight, it was actually beyond my expectations. I have to admit, uh, because originally I thought Cyril Gunn, I mean, obviously the monster that he is uh, inside the octagon, I, I, I kind of expected that he was going to unleash his power at some time uh, during this fight, but I wasn't really expecting it to happen kind of early on in the fight. However, uh, once it actually kind of started, kind of started accelerating the process, I mean, of Sorrel gone, just uh, going at it, just uh, liter literally going on a roll of just uh, his power getting... Um, 
unleashed even more at a greater intensity as the minutes progressed and whatnot. I was actually shocked because I was, if you actually go back to our previous episode, I predicted that Derek Lewis being the the knockout artist that he is, I predicted that Derek Lewis was going to come out guns blazing in the first uh, uh, one or two rounds trying to knock out Sorrel Gunn. And uh, that was his shot. Like that was his chance to uh, knock out uh, Sorrel Gunn early on because if not, then it was going to be very problematic for him for the remainder of the fight because uh, he would come out with so much power, so much expense, so much energy to try to knock out Cyril, but he wouldn't be able to. So he's just going to be gassed out for the remainder of the fight. He can't really do anything. He can't really wrestle. He can't really do anything, essentially, right? Um, and so Derek Lewis, he actually tried out a little bit in the beginning of the fight to do exactly what I just said. But Cyril gone. He fought very, very very smartly um even though he was a heavyweight in this fight it felt like he was fighting like a middleweight like a lighter weight fighter because it was just so light on his feet he was uh having perfect footwork all the time trying to be dynamic trying to move around inside the octagon not stand stationary because obviously that is something that you do not want against Derek lewis because one second you're standing still, the next second you're going cold, going down cold to the canvas because Derek Lewis sees that you're standing in front of him. Obviously, he's going to throw that big shot and just knock you out cold, right? You don't want that. So that's exactly what Cyril saw, kind of like foresaw, and he didn't want it to happen. So he was just constantly moving around inside the octagon and maintaining his distance. He was throwing occasional leg kicks towards Derek Lewis. They were really hurting Derek Lewis, I have to say. But that was a very smart strategy to, to carry on by Cyril Gunn. So when the third round came, um, Cyril just started unleashing, seeing that all those leg kicks uh, was starting to uh, take down Derek Lewis's leg. And the, the fact that his leg was slowing down, Derek Lewis's leg was slowing down, he was also like overall slowing down. He couldn't really chase Sorel Gunn around the octagon anymore. He was starting to get more tired, feel the pain. And so Sorel Gunn saw, saw that opportunity, that golden opportunity, and he started unleashing, absolutely unleashing everything that, that he had in his back pocket with regards to power shots. He threw so many power shots. And of course, when you're a heavyweight and you deliver such shots, um... Your opponent is obviously going to go down, and that's exactly what happens to Derek Lewis. And here we are, lo and behold, Sorrel Gunn becomes the new interim heavyweight champion of the world. And it was just so beautiful to, to watch because, again, it was so beautifully carried out. It was so beautifully planned. He fought smart. And that's something that I feel like more fighters need to do um in in uh, professional fighting because you have to be smart about the way you're fighting otherwise it's just not efficient and uh, not only are you going to get tired but it's also going to be a gamble every time you're going to be fighting yeah you're fighting but is it is it um efficient fighting are you are you getting points are you actually damaging your opponent enough to uh ultimately won the fight and it, it, it it's uh it's like a gamble you can't really guarantee anything about it but if you have a smart strategy a well-planned uh, a well-planned excuse me a strategy then it's just so much easier to 
plan things ahead and have things go as smooth as possible. And that's exactly what Sorel Khan did. I really do applaud him for that wonderful strategy that he had. And that makes you think. So what's going to happen between Sorel Ghosn and Francis Ngannou, the current heavyweight champion of the UFC? And uh, believe it or not, so they're both from France. And they're both, uh, they used to train together. <laughs> So that makes you think, ooh, like does Sorel Gan know something about Francis Ngannou that we don't know? Or vice versa, does uh, Francis Ngannou so know something about Sorel Gan that we don't know? Like they, uh, having trained together, obviously they should know something about each other's weakness. But the fact that they're both just so good and at such high level, uh, it makes you really just deeply anticipate that unification fight that the two will have eventually in the future to unify the heavyweight belts at the UFC. But I know it's so fresh right now because Surreal just fought. But I really, really hope that they do schedule this uh, unification uh, bouts between the two before the end of the year, before December. Hopefully, fingers crossed, because... It's going to be the fight of the year, guaranteed, and um, it's going to be a display of power and talent and just pure entertainment. So I'm, I'm, I really like this fight that happened uh, between Cyril Gunn and Derek Lewis. Shout out to both guys. They both put on a great performance, but the future looks so bright for the heavyweight division now, you know? All right. So unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Okay, make sure you get a CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also download our episodes on Spotify and iTunes. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonah, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Just hit-